today is Earth Day 2021, something which is um, commemorated every year on this date and has been for the past few decades as people try and um, bring to the forefront the importance of caring for our natural um, environment and the world around us. And uh, it's a really interesting thing to be looking at this year. Um, when we went into the pandemic and we all went into lockdown way back, we looked a lot at how the natural world was restored by us stopping, by us not traveling as much, by um, us consuming less. And yet now CO2 emissions are back to above pre-pandemic levels. So it's a really pertinent thing to be thinking about today. And as we look at this from a biblical perspective, if we go back to Genesis 3, we see um, the crisis that was caused when sin entered the world. And we often notice and people speak about in that uh, when they're looking at that chapter at how um, sin entering the world broke the relationship between us and God and also how it broke the relationship between us and other humans so between humans and it caused um, a, a rupture of relationship but what we often miss is the relationship that was broken between us and the natural uh, world around us and also between God and his creation, which if you go and look at Genesis 3 are also things that are mentioned there, relationships that were broken and those last two we often miss it or ignore it. Um, but they're really important things to look at because all those relationships affect each other. And uh, we often think of the environmental crisis as something that is just to do with science um, and not at all to do with faith. But actually, more and more, even in the secular world, in think tanks, in organisations, they've started saying how this is actually also a spiritual problem and at its very core that it has that element. And Professor Sir Gillian Prance, who was the firm, former director of the Royal Botanical Gardens at Kew, he said, science alone will not be able to resolve the situation because it is a moral, spiritual and ethical one requiring major changes in our behaviour. This is a major opportunity for us as the church, rather than disregarding um, people when they say that they are finding some kind of spiritual awakening in nature, when they say that they are searching in nature, rather than disregarding them as having got it all wrong, as worshiping nature, actually to use that, to engage in that conversation and to point them towards the creator. I've been reading through the Psalms recently and highlighting all the verses that have some kind of reference to creation, to the natural world, and it is all the way through it. And it's amazing to see how um, God's creation and his fingerprints all through that have inspired people to worship him throughout the ages. Um, and that is something that we can draw on today as well. But God cares about the land as well. It's not just something which helps us to get to know him. He cares about the land. And it's not just a minor um, little topic in the Bible. Actually, in the Old Testament, land is referred to 2,000 times. And in the New Testament, 250 times. This is a major topic. He cares about the concrete land that we 
find ourselves in and the place where we are and what he created. He's not just an airy fairy god that cares about things that we don't see. And uh, the environmental crisis is much more than just about big corporations and their, um, the way that they're using land. That is in part what it's about and we should look at farming and agricultural policies as well as our own habits and our own personal use of uh, what we consume because at the end of the day we need to look at that in light of remembering that God is the one that owns this world, it's his world and we will be held account to account for how we use it. But it's more than that, it's a deeper um, problem than that. And if, as this year's Earth Day theme states, we want to restore our planet, we need to not only heal our relationship with the planet, but also heal our relationship with God. Because we're all interlinked. That's how he made it to be, right back in Genesis. And uh, we see that throughout the Bible, but in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, um, it talks about this link between our relationship with God and his relationship with the earth and how we then relate with the earth. Um, in 2 Chronicles 7, it says, At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or command grasshoppers to devour your crops, or send plagues among you. Then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. And this isn't um, a metaphorical sense of land. This is very, if you look back at the first verses, it's to do with crops and plagues and grasshoppers. He is talking about the physical land that we inhabit and he cares about that. And for the planet to be truly restored, we need to humble ourselves to pray and to bring to him all the ways where we have failed and ask for his forgiveness and for a restored relationship. However, I just want to highlight two warnings of this way of thinking. Firstly, bumper crops don't necessarily point to spiritual purity in the people in that location. Um, that kind of thinking would be a, a form of eco-prosperity gospel. And uh, there are lots of um, other reasons that this could happen, including um, agricultural policies that are short-sighted, that are greedy, and that exploit the land and cause long-term damage. So it's definitely not saying that the people where there are good crops are better than the people where there is drought. Um, in a book called Planet Wise by a man ironically called Dave Bookless, even though he has a book, um, he explains, he says, the entry of sin into the world has led to a randomness in how nature operates. It is the whole of creation, not just sinful people, that has been subjected to frustration and is groaning as in the pains of childbirth because of human sin. We are in this as a whole world. Our collective greed and selfishness is causing havoc around the world. And the second warning is almost the opposite of the first one. 
and it's when we fall into the trap of thinking that faith and the land have no connection at all. And Dave Bookless continues, he says, if you find it hard to imagine how repenting and returning to God can benefit the natural environment, it's because we've forgotten how everything is connected in God's world. God longs to bring healing to the land. And as people repent and return to him, both in personal morality and in their stewardship of the earth, God's healing grace is released into healing the land itself. So this Earth Day, as we look to restore our planet, let's begin in repentance as we seek to restore our relationship with our Creator God. And this is only possible because of what Jesus did when he died for us so that all of our broken relationships could be restored. And if it's helpful for you, you might want to end this time by saying this prayer of repentance with me. For rubbish, discarded and not recycled. For the one-use items bought when reusables were available. Lord, have mercy. Help us to develop the technology and willpower to recycle. For houses full of stuff as we buy more. For clothes left unworn whilst the latest fashions are bought. Lord, have mercy. Help us to find contentment in what we have. For cars driven when walking was possible. For public transport neglected for the comfort of our own vehicle. For flights taken for speed and our convenience. Lord, have mercy change our habits and save us from the consequences of our sin. For food left uneaten until thrown away. For excess eating that fuels our greed. For cheaper food demanded from afar. Lord, have mercy. Teach us simplicity and help us to ensure every part of the world has enough food. For energy and water wasted for pollution justified, for acting as though the planet was ours to do what we wanted with. Lord, have mercy. Help us to look after your precious and wonderful gift of creation and to care for it in your name and to your glory. Amen. <laughs>